Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom and welcome to today's podcast for Daily Bread for Busy Moms. My name is Karen and I am your reader today. Today is Thursday, the 30th of November. It's also the 17th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. Our parasha this week is Vayishlach, which means he sent. And today we are reading from Genesis or Bereshit, chapter 34, verse 1 to 35, verse 11. Before we start our readings, though, let's take this moment to bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Before I start reading this section of the Torah, I just want to make a small note for you moms that may have little children running around that this section is about Dina, the daughter of Yaakov, and when she is taken by Shechem. And so if you feel that this is a little mature for your young children, you may want to put some headphones in or listen to this later when they are not around. Nadina Leah's daughter, whom she bore for Yaakov, went out to look at the daughters of the land. When Shechem the son of Hamul, the Hevite, the prince of the land, saw her, he took her and lie with her and raped her. But his soul clung to Dina, Yaakov's daughter, and he loved the young woman and spoke reassuringly to the young woman. So Shechem said to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for a wife. Now Yaakov had heard that he had defiled his daughter Dina, while his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Yaakov kept quiet until they came in. Meanwhile, Shechem's father, Hamon, went out to Yaakov in order to speak with him. Yaakov's sons had already come in from the field when they heard, and the men were deeply grieved and furious because he had committed a vile deed in Israel by lying with Yaakov's daughter, which ought never to be done. But Hamor spoke to them, saying, My son Shechem, he is very attached to your daughter. Please give her to him for a wife. Intermarry with us. You can give your daughters to us, 
and you can take our daughters for yourselves. You can live with us, and the land will be open to you. Live in it, move about freely in it, and settle down in it. Shechem also said to his father and to his brothers, Would that I find favor in your eyes. Whatever you say to me, I'll give. Set the dowry and the presents as high as you like, and I'll give whatever you say to me. But give me the young girl as a wife. But Yaakov's sons answered Shechem and his father, Hamor, deceitfully as they spoke, because he had defiled their sister, Dina. They said to them, We can't do this thing. Give our sister to a man who is uncircumcised, for this is a disgrace to us. Only by this will we consent to you, if you will become like us, by circumcising every male. Then we'll give you and our daughters, and take your daughters for ourselves, and live with you, and become one people. But if you don't listen to us, and be circumcised, we'll take our daughter and leave. Now their words seemed good to Hamor, as well as Hamor's son Shechem, so the young man did not hesitate to do it, since he delighted in Yaakov's daughter. Now he was honored above everyone else in his father's house. So Hamol and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are enjoying a peaceful relationship with us, and they are living in the land and moving about freely in it. As for the land, look, it spread out on both sides before us. We can take their daughters to be our wives, and we can give our daughters to them. But by this did these men consent to us, to live with us and to become one people. When all our males are circumcised as they are circumcised, their livestock and their possessions, won't they be ours? Only let us consent to them, so that they'll live with us. Now every one who went out of the gate of his city listened to Hamol and his son Shechem. And every male was circumcised, every one who went out of the gate of his city. Then on the third day, while they were in pain, two of Yaakov's sons, Shimon and Levi, Dina's brothers, each took his sword and came against the city, undisturbed, and killed every man. Hamal and his son Shechem they killed with the sword, then took Dina from Shechem's house and left. Yaakov's sons came upon the slain and plundered the city, because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks, their cattle, and their donkeys, those that were in the city, as well as those that were in the field. All their wealth, their little children, and their wives they captured and plundered, as well as everything that was in the houses. But Yaakov said to Shimon and Levi, You've brought trouble on me, making me a stench among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I am but a few men. They'll gather against me and strike me. Then I'll be destroyed, my household and I. But they said, Should he treat our sister like a prostitute? Then the Lord said to Yaakov, Get up. Go up to Bethel and stay there. 
make an altar there to the Lord who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Yaakov said to his household and to everyone who was with him, Get rid of the foreign gods that are among you. Cleanse yourselves and change your clothes. Now let's get up and go to Bethel, so that I can make an altar there to the <clears throat> so that I can make an altar there to the Lord. Who answered me in the day of my distress, and has been with me in the way that I have gone? So they gave Yaakov all the foreign gods in their hand, and the rings in their ears, and Yaakov hid them under the oak tree near Shechem. Then they journeyed, and the terror of the Lord was on the cities that were around them, so they did not pursue Yaakov's sons. Then Yaakov arrived in Luz, the land of Canaan, that is, Petel. He and all the people who were with him, he built an altar there and called the place El Betel, because the Lord had revealed himself to him there when he fled from the presence of his brother. Then Rivka's nurse Devorah died and was buried below Betel under the oak, so it was named Oak of Weeping. The Lord appeared to Yaakov again, after he returned from Padan Aram, and he blessed him, the Lord said to him, Your name was Yaakov. No longer will your name be Yaakov, for your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. The Lord also said to him, I am El Shaddai. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and an assembly of nations will come from you. From your loins will come forth kings. That was Genesis or Bereshit chapter 34 verse 1 through chapter 35 verse 11. Now for our writing from the Nevi'im or the prophets, we are reading in Shmuel Aleph or 1 Samuel chapter 8. Now when Shmuel grew old, he appointed his sons as judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Yoel, and the name of his second, Aviyah. They were judges in Beersheba. His sons, however, did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after dishonest gain. They took bribes and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Shmuel in Ramah, and said to him, Behold, you have grown old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us, like all the other nations. But the matter was displeasing in Shmuel's eyes when they said, Give us a king to judge us. So Shmuel prayed to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Shmuel, Listen to the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, rather they have rejected me from being king over them. Like all the deeds that they have done since the day I brought them out of Egypt to this day, forsaking me and worshiping other gods, so they are doing to you also. 
So now listen to their voice. However, you must earnestly forewarn them and declare to them the rulings of the king who will reign over them. Now Shmuel reported all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. This will be the practice of the king that will reign over you, he said. He will draft your sons and assign them as his charioteers and horsemen. They will run before his chariots. He will appoint them as commanders of thousands and captains of fifties, also some to plow his fields, reap his harvest, make his weapons of war, and the equipment for his chariots. Also he will take your daughters to be performers, cooks, and bakers. He will seize the best of your fields, vineyards, and olive groves, and give them to his courtiers. He will take a tenth of your grain, your vintage, and give it to his officials and slaves. He will also take your male and female servants, your best young men, and your donkeys, and make them do his work. He will also take the tenth of your flocks. Then you yourselves will become his slaves. When the day comes and you cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves, the Lord will not answer you on that day. But the people refused to listen to Shmuel, and they said, No, but a king should be over us, so we may become like all the nations, having our king who will judge us, go out before us, and fight our battles. After Shmuel heard all the words of the people, he reported them back in the hearing of the Lord. The Lord said to Shmuel, Listen to their voice and appoint a king to reign for them. So Shmuel said to the men of Israel, Go, each one to his town. That was Shmuel Aleph, or 1 Samuel, chapter 8. And now to our reading in the writings, or the Ketuvim, we are reading Psalms, chapter 48. A song, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, in the city of our God, his holy mountain, a beautiful height. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Sion, on the northern side of the city of the great king. The Lord in her palaces is known as a stronghold. For behold, the kings assemble, they advance together. They saw, then they were astounded. They fled in terror. Trembling seized them there, pain like a woman in labor. With an east wind you broke up the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so have we seen. In the city of Adonai Zevaot, in the city of our God, the Lord will establish her forever, Selah. We have meditated on your loving kindness, O Lord in the midst of your temple. Like your name, O Lord, is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your rightful hand is full of righteousness. Mount Zion is glad. The daughters of Yehuda rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go around her. Count her towers. Consider her ramparts. Go through her palaces. 
so you may describe it to the next generation. For this, Lord, is our Lord forever and ever. He will guide us to the end. That was Psalms or Tehillim chapter 48. And now to our final reading from the Apostolic Writings. We are going to be reading from Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 29. Now Yeshua went out from there, and he came to his hometown, and his disciples follow him. When Shabbat came, he began to teach in the synagogue. Many listeners were amazed, saying, Where did this fellow get these things? What's this wisdom given to him? Such miracles are done by his hands. Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Miriam, and the brother of Yaakov and Yosef, and Yehuda and Shimon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Yeshua began saying to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house. He was not able to do any miracles, except that he lay hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was astonished because of their unbelief, and he was going around among the villages teaching. Yeshua summoned the twelve, and he began to send them out two by two, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits. He directed them to take nothing for the journey, except a walking stick, no bread, no bag, no copper coin in their belt, but to wear sandals and not to put on two shirts. He was also telling them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place, and whatever place will not receive you or listen to you, as you leave from there, shake the dust off the bottom of your feet, as a witness against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent, and they were driving out many demons, and anointing with oil many who were sick, and healing them. King Herod heard, for Yeshua's name had become known. Some were saying, Yohanan the Immerser has risen from the dead. Because of this, these powers are at work in him. But others were saying, He is Eliyahu. Still others were saying, He is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard, he said, Yohanan, the one I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself sent and arrested Yohanan and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, because Herod had married her. For Yohanan had been telling Herod, It is not permitted for you to have your brother's wife. Now Herodias had a grudge against Yohanan and wanted to kill him, but she wasn't able, for Herod was in awe of Yohanan and kept him safe, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When he listened to Yohanan, he was confused, but he still listened gladly. An opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for the high officials, military brass, and the leaders of the Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and those reclining with him. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. 
He vowed to her, Whatever you ask of me, I'll give you, up to half my kingdom. She left the room and said to her mother, What should I ask for? Her mother said, The head of Yohanan the Immerser. Immediately she rushed to the king and requested, I want you to give me right now the head of Yohanan the Immerser on a platter. The king became very sorrowful, but because of his oath and those reclining with him, he didn't want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and gave order to bring Yohanan's head, and the executioner went out and beheaded Yohanan in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When Yohanan's disciples heard, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. That was Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 29. If you are reading this year through the apostolic writings twice, you'll also work <clears throat> you will also read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 25 through 40. That concludes our readings and another podcast day for us. May the word of the Lord richly bless you as you go throughout your day. Until next time, busy moms, this is Karen wishing you shalom from the Golan Heights. Thank you.